Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast. I'm Rachel, your host, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I've got a quick story that I want to start with today, and maybe a little fun fact that you did not know about me. In high school, I was always part of the school musicals. It was one of my favorite times of year, and I could always remember spending almost every day after school in the school auditorium, practicing songs and dances, and memorizing lines for the show. My proudest moment was when I got to play Fiona in the musical Brigadoon, which is a super old musical and you likely have not heard of it, but it was my senior year and I loved it. Finally got the lead. Now in my several years of being in a musical, I can always remember as we got closer to showtime, my director saying things like, if we have a strong beginning and a strong end, the show will be a big hit. No one remembers the middle. And of course, this was typically said on dress rehearsal nights when everything seemed to be going wrong and it was only hours to the curtain rises. Well, this wasn't necessarily the case 100%, but to some extent, it did have some truth. If you've ever sat in the audience of a musical, you typically do remember that grand opening number with all the cast members on the stage and the show-stopping finale with a concluding high note by the lead character. No one typically remembers when somebody forgot their line in the middle of the show or didn't hit the note just right, but they do remember the beginning and the end. And I think the same thing goes for our teaching as well. Presenting our lessons to students is kind of like a musical performance. We're basically actors and actresses every day in our classrooms. We want that epic beginning that's going to grab our students' attention right from the start, and we want that standing ovation at the end of our lesson. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Now, if you missed my episode several episodes back in episode 44, where I talked all about engaging ways to start your lesson, you might want to head back there and have a listen. But today we're going to talk about ending your lesson with a bang. I believe that how you end your lesson is just as important as how you start your lesson. And of course, the middle of our lessons matter too. But let's be honest, that's where we spend most of our time and energy. We focus a lot on the activities that students are going to be completing in the middle of the lesson and the beginning and the end of our lessons often become an afterthought. So that's why I think it's important to focus today on how to end your lesson with a bang. So let's do just that. Here are 10 ways, engaging ways, to end your lesson, any lesson. The first one is called the 60-second challenge, and it's super simple and takes no preparation at all. After you end your lesson, you're going to challenge a student to speak about what they've learned during your lesson for a whole minute, or 30 seconds if you think that's a better fit for your students. And you can involve your entire class by having them do this with a partner instead of just having one student for the whole class. As partners share, you can walk around the room and jot down the things that you hear your students saying and then share those ideas with the class as a final review. And you can do this same activity over and over and again. And as your students become acquainted with it, all you'll have to do is say, get ready for the 60 second challenge and they turn to a partner and they're on their way. The next activity is called do the high five hustle. Now in this era of COVID, you might need to do the foot tap hustle or the elbow tap hustle, whatever works, but you'll get the idea. And this is how you do it. 
you have students stand up and spread throughout the room and you play that song, Do the Hustle. Now, if you don't know the song, I'll link to it in the show notes so you can listen to it for yourself. But all the students are gonna be doing is as you're playing the song, they're going to hustle or dance around the room to find a partner. Then you're going to stop the music abruptly, just like you would if you were playing musical chairs. And then students will quickly find a partner to high five, foot tap, elbow tap, whatever you're having them do. And then this becomes their hustle buddy. Give students a quick question to discuss based on your lesson and then give students a few minutes to talk about it. Once they hear the music playing again, have them hustle on to another person and they can have different discussions and answer different questions with different students as you complete this activity. And the beauty of this is that you can do it for as long or as little as time allows and it's a great lesson ender or even a day ender to have students kind of do the hustle for all of the activities that they've learned throughout the day. The next activity I have mentioned on the podcast before, but I wanted to mention it again because it makes a great lesson ender activity and it's called Show What You Know. I have an entire blog post that I've written that I'll link to the show notes that goes into great detail, but basically students have a set of cue cards with several answers on it. So let's say you're learning about the rotation and revolution of the earth in science. So you might have a card on it that one answer says rotation and one answer says revolution. And you'll ask several questions to help students decide whether you're referring to rotation or revolution. And when they want to reveal the answer to your question, they're just gonna simply put their finger next to the correct answer on their card and show you so that you can see it. It's a really easy way for you to take a glance at the whole class to see who understood and who didn't. And it's a great way for students to review what you've learned in your lesson. I have a free set of show what you know cards over in our members resource library, and I will link to those in the show notes so you can grab them if you haven't already. And if you're not already a member, I will give you the link to sign up as well. It's completely free and you can grab those cards in our student assessment section. I also have an entire set of almost 40 cards that you can grab over on Teachers Pay Teachers and I will link to those as well. All right, the next activity is called Five Words or Less and it's basically like what it sounds. You're going to challenge students to sum up your lesson in five words or less. I love this activity because it really makes students think carefully about the words that they use and it forces them to focus on the most important key words from your lesson to best summarize what they've learned. And you can even do a challenge to see if a student can do it in four words or three words or two words or even come up with one word that you think captures the whole lesson. So it's a great reflection activity for your students. This next activity is going to be best with your older students. Of course, it is something that you can work up to if you have those younger students. So it's called What, So What, Now What? And it's a great prompt for students to show what they've learned. They can either write it down or even just discuss it. So the first part is that what. So students are going to write or discuss what they learned, simple facts of what they learned. Then they're going to write, so what? And in this section of their paper or their discussion, they're going to write what the importance of what they learned is or how it helped them. Maybe you taught them a new strategy and they can talk about how it helped them. And the last part of this prompt is the now what? So this is where students are going to write, where do we need to take our learning from here? What's the next step? Or how did this affect our thinking? So you have that what, so what, now what? And it kind of guides students through the process of thinking about what they've learned. What did they learn? Why is it important? And where do we go from here? This next activity or idea is a little bit better for your younger students if you like this idea of having students write down something that stuck with them. And it's called, What Stuck With You Today? And this is a great lesson ender or even a great day ender. 
Students are simply going to each get a post-it note and write down one thing that stuck with them for that lesson. And then if they are leaving your room for the day, maybe they can just put it up on a wall somewhere where you've designated in your classroom. And then again, you have that great visual of where students are when they leave the lesson. So you can have that quick assessment of what they took away from your lesson. Now, if you want to take that one step further and make it a little bit more visual, you could do an exit gallery walk. And instead of having them write down just one thing that they learned, you're going to have them create a quick visual representation of what they learned. So this could be an illustration, a word cloud, whatever it is that they can put down on paper to visually represent what they learned. And then you're going to have students post those visuals, whether it's a post-it note or a piece of paper somewhere around the room, and then have students walk around the room, comment to each other about what they're seeing from their peers' papers, ask each other questions, and it's a simple way to get students to think about how other people viewed the lesson and what others took away from the lesson. You can give students a time limit for creating their visuals, so you're not going to get fancy here with crayons or markers. Easy sketches will do, and then you can give them just a quick five minutes or so to walk around the room and see what their peers have put on their papers. We've got three more activities here. The next one is called Be the Teacher. It's exactly like what it sounds like. You're going to invite a student to reteach the key points that everyone should have learned during the lesson to the rest of the class. Now, if you think this might cause a little anxiety in your students, you could tell them ahead of time who you're going to pick to be the teacher, or you could have them volunteer whatever you think works best with your class. And then that student, if they know that they're going to be the teacher, they're going to be encouraged to listen extra carefully during your lesson so that they can then share with the class what they've learned. The next activity is called exit slips. Now you have likely done something like this or have seen other teachers do this, but this one takes a little bit of a different spin to an exit slip. An exit slip, a lot of times teachers will just have them write down one thing that they've learned on the paper or even answer a question. But this particular activity gives students a little choice. And if you've been with me for a little while, you know that I'm a big fan of giving students choice so that they're not just assigned exactly what they need to do all day, every day. They have a little bit of choice and then that just kind of allows students to reflect upon something in their own way. So to do this, you're gonna give students a slip of paper and you're going to give them three choices. They can answer an essential question that you are gonna give them, something from the lesson, of course. You can give them the option to ask for clarification if there was something they didn't understand or if they want more information about it. Or you can have them record a thought about the day's lesson. So they got three choices, answer a question, ask for clarification, or record a thought. And then you can just have them turn these slips into you. Maybe you have a bin somewhere in your classroom where they'll put them. And what I love about this activity is that you can then take these exit slips and use them as lesson starters for the next day. So you might review that essential question and read off several students' answers to review that particular topic from your lesson. Or you might answer somebody's clarification question that they had and you answer it with the whole class because if one student was thinking it, there were likely other students also wanting that same clarification. And then you could also share a thought that students shared on their slips. So this is a great way because you can use it for ending your lesson and then using it for starting your lesson the next day. The last activity is called three, two, one, and it's kind of similar to the exit slip, but you're a little bit more guided. So this one, you're gonna have students write or discuss three things they learned, two questions they have, and one aha moment from the lesson. So it's a little bit more guided and it gives students a little more structure as to how you want them to show what they've learned. So at my count, that was 10 different ways that you can end your lesson and I would encourage you to use all 10 
and keep things interesting and use them throughout the year. And students will get good at them as you use them more and more. And remember, if you want that epic beginning to your lesson, make sure you check out the episode 44 where I talked about engaging ways to start your lesson. And of course, everything else that I've mentioned in this episode will be over at the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 61. That's all I have for you today. I hope you have a great start to your week and I will be back again next week with another episode. Bye for now.